Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 108. Did you know the Gregorian calendar we follow today is not the same calendar Jesus followed in his day? It's true. God established the Hebrew calendar, and he never got rid of it. We did that. Our special guest today, Christine Vallis, is going to help us uncover the Lord's prophetic calendar in real time, which will point us back to God's word and his great love for us. After listening, don't forget to go to our website, BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com to find the show notes from today and get the resources Christine mentions. And there are several. I'd also be so encouraged if you just take a moment to rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channel. This small step can help us reach others with the message of Jesus and let them know that they can start a Bible to School program in their communities. Ready to hear why it's so important to know God's calendar and teach your children something new about Him? Join my conversation with Christine now. Well, Christine, I am beyond excited today because I have been looking forward to this conversation for months now. Thank you so much for joining us today at the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Amen. Thank you for inviting me, Meredith. It's so awesome to be here. Yes, for sure. I have been following you for about three years now. Mm. I came across your chalkboard teachings on YouTube a few months prior to COVID in 2020. Yeah, I was quickly hooked because just the very clear way you explain the Hebrew calendar and then how it relates to our lives today Mm -hmm. uh, and how Mm -hmm. it points to Jesus. It's just super awesome. Yay. Awesome. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So before, (laughs) before we get started, can you just tell us a little bit, where are you from a bit about your family and what you're up to these days? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I'm actually originally uh, born and raised in New Jersey, not too far from you over there in Pennsylvania. My husband and I have been married, uh, let's see, 18 years. So when we uh, got married, I soon moved out of New Jersey and began a life of moving all over the country, <laughs> up and down the East Coast, basically. So lived in Georgia, in Washington, D.C., in Charleston, and in, in those locations several times, actually. And um, my husband just retired, actually. So now we are living in Florida. So that's where we are. Yeah. And we just actually, this past May, both of us just graduated from Karis Bible College. So we are super excited about that. And um, the Lord just gave us both more understanding of the scriptures and revelation of his love. And so Mm. the Lord just equips you for what you need to do, right? So that's how I feel we've been equipped this past couple of years. And um, so here we are. That's great. Well, retiring and then now in Florida sounds Mm. great. However, it doesn't sound like you're doing nothing. It sounds like you're doing a lot of some things. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. You know, I never really liked that word retirement because you think of like in my mind, I always think about someone sitting on like a lazy boy chair with like a Coke <laughs> or, or a beer or something, you know, and I'm like, that is not, I don't want that, you know, but so I never really think about retiring as like doing nothing. You just shift into a different thing and a different season. And so that's where we are. We're just shifting. Yeah. Different seasons and all for God's glory. Mm-hmm. You never sit around and do nothing, you know? Right. So I would love to know how you got started in this pursuit of understanding the Hebrew calendar. I I mean, do you have, are you Jewish? Do you have Jewish background? What's the story there? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I I have to say it wasn't really something I ever even was looking for. (laughs) So, I mean, a lot of people, you know, you look at people and you're like, how did they get into that? Were you, you know, researching that? I wasn't, I was absolutely not. And, and I was just following Jesus, I was just having relationship with him. Uh, you know how you listen to different ministers and different, you know, uh, you read different devotionals. And, and that's what the Lord was doing um, about 10 years ago with me. And it was like a little, I felt it was like a little popcorn trail of like, he would just drop these little uh, nuggets um, along my path. And he got me interested, you know, actually up in New Jersey, I would listen to and attend uh, Jonathan Kahn's uh, congregation up there, you know, that was messianic. I didn't even know what messianic Judaism was, you know, and he was talking about Feast of Tabernacles. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, but I didn't really have time to get into it, but I liked it. And then um, another ministry out of Texas, you know, was talking about the months and the feet. And I was like, wait, what? You know, and, um, and then another ministry, you must talk about Hebrew letters. And I liked all this stuff and it was interesting to me, but I was not pursuing it per se, but it was, it was interesting. And, you know, the Lord puts those desires in your heart. You know, you don't have to conjure up these things. So when I got interested and started studying, it was because of, I, I wanted to, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, Oh, study the Hebrew calendar, you know, you're punished, you know, you have to lock yourself in a room and study for hours. No, it wasn't like that. I was, I wanted to learn about it. So that's how that all came to be about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love to hear that. I love that you said you don't have to conjure it up. That's so true. You know, it it obviously, the desires of your heart lined up with this type of learning and getting information and God knew that. And so he gave it to you. Amen. And I think that's what, you know, for listeners out there, and even for you, I'm sure, with the Bible to school, like I think really true, your your ministry comes out of intimacy with the Lord. You know, it's not like you just sit there and look at a blank piece of paper and like, what am I supposed to do with my life? You know, in our time with the Lord, in relationship and in intimacy comes our ministry because He reveals these things to our heart without sometimes us even asking, really. So. It's awesome. Yeah, in Bible to school, we always emphasize it's a relationship, not a religion. Amen. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, and we get to do fun things. And you know, we're hearing these stories, but we're gonna put it to a skit or do yeah. an experiment that's like an explosion of some sort. You know, because that's mm-hmm. how Jesus and God, the Holy Spirit, like they are very interesting. It is very Amen. exciting. <laughs> so fun. yeah, he is fun. Not boring. Not a boring guy. So before we dive into our conversation about God's mm-hmm. calendar in real time, would yeah. you just explain, I know this might be tricky, but in a mm-hmm. nutshell, what is your chalkboard teaching all about? Yes. Good question. Okay. So when I was learning about God's calendar, the names of the months, you know, like, like we were talking, you know, didn't even know God had a calendar. Right. And so when you start learning about these names, you're like, how am I going to remember all these? What's the, how do you spell that? You know? I literally had a chalkboard on my wall 
in my kitchen that really wasn't doing anything. You know, I would like once in a while I would write, you know, welcome friends or if somebody was visiting or something, you know, otherwise I wasn't really doing anything. And I thought, I am going to put that thing to use. You know, I am going to write down the name of the month that we're in right now and the tribe it's connected to and the themes and, and all these things. And so that's what I was doing for my own edification and learning. And I felt like it was like God's clock on the wall reminding me of what time it was on the calendar. And then as the next month came, I would erase it and write the next one. And I would just do that every month. So that's how that came to be. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. Never thinking that I would ever, you know, draw these for people and teach from. No, it was just something I was doing. Again, out of my own relationship with him. Yeah, that's really cool. So in the introduction to your journal and study guide, you mentioned how the Lord established a calendar, like we've been saying, his calendar, the Hebrew calendar, and that he never actually got rid of it. In fact, we did that. Yeah. This is just, this is fascinating to me. You quote the scripture from Daniel chapter seven that foretells this very thing happening. I mean, that was just like, I had never heard this. So do you know when this shift away from the Hebrew calendar happened? And do you know why it happened? Yeah, well, I'll share that verse that was quoted. It's Daniel 7.25, and it says, it's referring to Satan, the enemy, right? And it says that he will speak out against the Most High and wear down the saints of the highest one, that's us as believers, right? And he will, the enemy, right? He will intend to make alterations in times and in law. And I think when I, I had read that scripture before, but the focus of it, for my study at that time was looking at the law part. And we know that the enemy is changing laws, you know, for against the Bible, right? We can just go down the list of how many things. But what about the alterations in time? It's like, wait, what does that look like? That's getting us off of God's original calendar. And it's almost like like God's calendar has been laid as a foundation And over time, there have been many different kings and rulers over years that have changed this original biblical calendar for their own means. And, you know, Constantine, when he was in reign, he was one that really changed a lot of it. And and the whole point really of changing, and it's not even the kings or the rulers, it's it's, we see by the scripture that there's a, a higher power, the devil, you know, involved with that because he wants us to be separated from God and his timing. Mm. Yeah. And it's to, to split, especially, you know, with the Judaism and Christianity, it's one of the main intentions, I think, where it was to separate those two religions, if you will, so that they seem like they have nothing to do with each other. Mm. It's like, well, there's Passover and then there's Easter and they're There are two totally different things, you know, but when we look at and study the calendar, we realize that most of the dates on even that we celebrate as believers are hooked up with the biblical calendar. Man tries to, and and the enemy will try to get us off and he creates counterfeits, right? Doesn't he for everything? He creates counterfeits. The Lord is restoring things in, in these days. And so he's revealing that to us. Hmm, I hope amen. that answers the question. Yeah. It does. It does. I mean, we don't have time to get into the whole history lesson, although you it could be, you can totally it. rabbit trail yeah. that way, for sure. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. um, but I love how you say God is outside of time. Mm. However, he made time specifically for us and for his purposes. So 
Christine, why do you believe he created time for us? Yeah, well, you know, I've heard it said God created time so everything doesn't happen to us at once. (laughs) Boom, you know. I think that time really is a blessing for us because it's in increments, you know. And you think about raising children, you know, you just don't five years old, you don't throw a whole college course at them, right? You know, it's like we we have to have these time segments that the Lord graciously has given to us. Again, the main reason is that we rest in him. And we're not rushing, moving in haste. And when we have how God created days, years, weeks, months, it's so that we can rest, really, I believe. Yeah, that's good. So you kind of already answered this, but do you have any more to say about why it's so important for us to get back in time with him, to follow his calendar? Yeah, you know, I just think it's really easy for us to look at our days, our calendar, and be so stressed or, you know, so overbooked and so overwhelmed and time gets a negative connotation, which it never was meant to have. Yeah. Time, we can have time work for us, you know, and if we're working with God, we should have enough and extra, not working 24 hours a day. So I just think it's really about the rest of God moving in his rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. You know, you had mentioned um, Passover and Easter um, a few sentences back here. That reminds me, too, about as I've started to learn about these festivals that you speak of, I had a friend invite me to a Passover Seder, and I had never even heard what a Seder was. Here, it's celebrating that very first Passover when the Israelites were getting ready to flee Egypt. And I mean, you maybe some of you are saying, well, duh, Meredith. But to me, that people still celebrate this was new information. And, and then to actually be a part of this feast with my friends and go through what they would have actually been reading and eating and doing, it was very powerful because it actually gave me a picture of what that first Passover would have looked like and very different than something I would have imagined prior to learning about this meal. So yeah, I mean, it was super cool. Oh yeah. And you know, on on a little um, side note on that, you know, when we read about the Last Supper, I had no idea that it was a Passover Seder. I mean, the Last Supper was a Seder. It wasn't, I always thought it was a big dinner, you know, and that was it. Like they had, they went out to dinner. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute, that was a Seder? And that's where communion came from and everything. So, yeah, I mean, it really brings you back to the root of everything when you start looking at it. And you always mention this in your teachings, how it all points to Jesus. So that very first Passover, then book ending with the Last Supper, I mean, that's powerful. And how do we not know this? This should be second nature as any believer should know this. But because of time and what has happened with the calendar, it's been slightly lost to some of us. So. That's why we're talking about this. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. I have an old Bible at home. Where can I find this stuff? We love that our children are learning that truth is found in God's Word, and they want to read it for themselves. Many Bibles published today incorporate helpful tools, such as topical indexes to find passages referencing specific topics. Some contain ideas that come in handy to spark reading even more passages about a particular subject a child is interested in. We recommend coming alongside children and showing them not only those tools, but online resources like Bible Gateway or the Bible app. These tools quickly search scripture for words, phrases, and topics that interest children so that together you can find even more truths in the Bible to discuss. 
So we know that every good and perfect gift is from above. And we know that that's true of the Hebrew calendar. It is such a gift. But we also know that our enemy, Satan, is a liar. And he likes to twist things, especially God's word. And he disguises himself as an angel of light. So I have to ask, can the Hebrew calendar be misused? And then what dangers should we watch out for? Yeah, good one. Good one. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Even myself, when I started learning about, you know, the Hebrew calendar and like all the things, you know, the feasts and the fasts and Shabbat, Sabbath and all this stuff, you can easily, I think it's just part of our human nature, easily get back under the law, (laughs) you know, because you're like, I I can't tell you. And like I said, even myself, when I first started discovering about all these things, you're putting yourself back in bondage again. All of God's gifts are good. Like you said, if we're going to enter into a feast or Sabbath or, or the Passover Seder, it's not something we have to do. And because I get a lot of people saying, how exactly do I do this? And what do I do? And what don't I do? And it's like, ah, you know, it's like, wait, no, no. And it reminds me of Galatians 5.1. And I got it right here. It says, it was for this freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. So we are just so prone to really wanting to have do's and don'ts. I know because it's easier, but it's really a, a bondage. So I always say, you know, yes, beware if you're going to enter into these feasts and even fasting or whatever it is, all these things, it has to be out of joy and that you're just doing this in your relationship with God. And there's no way you can do it wrong (laughs) because we're his children and he's not going to say, oh, you drank that cup wrong. You should have had two sips instead of one, you know, because we're not under the law. It's just to all point our hearts and relationship to Jesus. So yeah, we just have to be mindful of that because we don't want to be under bondage. Right there back to relationship, not religion. It's a relationship. Yeah. So then is this understanding of the Hebrew calendar, I guess I should mention, we call our current calendar Gregorian, right? Yeah, Gregorian. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this understanding then of God's original calendar, the Hebrew calendar, is it something that you feel we can confidently teach to our children? Yeah, I, I think so. Absolutely. In fact, you know, when the Lord gave me this chalkboard that, like I said, I had hanging on my wall. And I was, as the years were going by, and he was telling me now to teach from them, he was showing me that these teachings are elementary teaching. They're on a blackboard for crying out loud, you know, and basically he was telling me, he's like, these are elementary teachings. Children learn this. When you think about it, if you go back to your elementary school, when did you learn about all the holidays? You learned about Thanksgiving and the pilgrims and, you know, and then in December, you learned about Christmas and Hanukkah. And then in January, it was New Year. These are elementary things that we learn in elementary school. So how much more God's calendar? Yes. Yes, that's perfect. And this is where I'm going to put my plug in. This is actually what started stirring in my heart to have this conversation with you, Christine, is that last year I was blessed to help with the third grade Bible to school class in our area, in our school district. And the exact time in October when we were getting ready to teach these kids Noah's Ark to the kids, which we take about three weeks to do it because we do a really cool craft. At that time, your chalkboard teaching came out for the spiritual month of Heshvan, which is the spiritual month of Noah's great flood. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> I gosh. was so excited. And thanks to your teaching, 
it was so cool to be able to then tell the kids what I learned, which was on this day in October, over about 5,000 years ago, Noah entered the ark on this day. And on this day, the ark rested on Mount Ararat. So to talk about the lesson in this way, it just, it made the Bible story come alive and just be relatable. Not, I mean, to the kids, to me, I mean, to everyone, they're like, no way. What? How do you know that? You know? I know. So awesome. Without even trying the Lord revealing his timing and even before the children, like you said, and it just causes the interest. I think. And that's what the Lord wants. He wants us. He's pursuing us in so many different ways through nature, through the Bible itself, through the calendar, because he wants relationship with us and he will do everything he can to keep on demonstrating his love toward us. Well, these chalkboard teachings, obviously to our listeners, I'm going to link a chalkboard teaching so you can get a taste. Then we're going to talk about it a little bit here coming up. But you told us how you got into the chalkboard. God just naturally had that occur to you. Um, but it's it's so artistic. Like I couldn't just replicate <laughs> these drawings. <laughs> so I'm just curious, do you have a background in art? Well, yes, I do actually. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because again, it's just gifts that God's given all of us. I think I always like to draw when I was little, you know, but then you really going to be an artist when you grow up? Like, what is that? You know, so, so a lot of times we don't even pursue the gifts that are natural, naturally in us and that we enjoy. I actually ended up, I did actually go to school for art and I was an interior design for many years. But anyway, but yeah, even the simple gift of, of drawing on a chalkboard, how God kind of resurrected that for his purposes, you know? So that's something to think about too. Those gifts that you have or those things that you enjoyed when you were little and then you kind of shoved away because you grew up and you thought, I can't do this now, you know, God may just resurrect those things and, and use them again later in your life. So that's so cool. He is the God of details, isn't he? Amen. Amen. Well, I am super excited to share. We will have a part two to this interview airing in the month of Heshvan, which I uh -huh. said is October. So we will get a taste of your chalkboard teaching right here at the You Can Tell the Children podcast, and then we'll be able to share it with our kids. So super excited for that. But Christine, since we're airing our current conversation in September, would you give us just a glimpse of your teachings by sharing some highlights about September? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. September is the month on God's calendar. It's the month of Tishri. It is a month, actually, that a lot of you guys out there may have heard about Rosh Hashanah. I know, you know, growing up in New Jersey, I didn't know what it was, but I knew I had the day off of school for it. So I was very happy. I was like, I don't care what it is, just as long as I don't have to go to school. So later on, I discover it means the head of the year. So it's a Jewish New Year or when the Hebrew calendar flips over. So that is actually in this month of Tishri in September. And it's actually based on the creation of the world. Here in September, in the month of Tishri, the Hebrew calendar flips over to the year 5784. So that means that the earth is approximately 5,784 years old. Now, according to biblical and, and rabbinical studies and scholars, so this kicks off the civil calendar new year. It's a time of awakening and returning and rejoicing to the Lord. It's a month of like the high holidays you may have heard about, like there's the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Kippur, 
Rosh Hashanah, you know, the Feast of Tabernacles, all these things. And you know what? Every one of them points to Jesus. <laughs> it's just awesome. Yeah. So you can check out my chalkboard teaching on that and see, you know, where Jesus is in all of this and how he's calling us to awaken to his love for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So just out of curiosity, I love all the information you gather and share. Do you have a favorite go-to resource for when you're studying or, or how do you gather? You know, the Bible itself is a great resource, right? <laughs> Good um, point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anytime, like when you're reading the scripture, and again, I used to just skip over this or, or think it was the Gregorian calendar when you're reading and it says it was the fifth month, you know, the ninth day of the fifth month. or So you can start looking at that in the Bible and seeing, wow, so when did that occur? Like you did with, um, you know, Noah's Ark and everything. So we can use the Bible interprets the Bible, but there, yeah, there are many references. There's a great book out there that I enjoy. It is called The Time to Advance by Chuck Pierce, Linda and Robert Heidler. And they break down all the months. It's, it's a prophetic book. Another great, another great book is actually from a guy out in your area. His name is Barry Miller. It's called Know the Time, Change Your World. And he's got a great view of God's calendar, how he keeps time and the mystery of the number seven and all these things. There's a great, great book, a favorite book of mine called The Feast of the Lord by Kevin Howard and Marvin Rosenthal. What I love about this book is it's like in full color and it goes through all the feasts and really explains everything so well. You know, you can go online and start Googling around. And when you do that, just like with anything else, you just have to factor Jesus into the equation because a lot of times you can look on Messianic websites or, or Jewish websites and, you know, sometimes they're not factoring in Jesus, you know, <laughs> and it becomes law again, you know. So just like anything, you have to just glean, ask the Lord, what is meat and what is the bones? You know, you know, you know that that uh, saying, the Holy Spirit is our best teacher to lead us and guide us into all truth. Amen. Amen. We'll link all of that at the show notes then for our listeners. Thank you so much for those resources. So I always ask our guests to share some God stories. Can you just tell us maybe, I know it's probably hard to choose, but maybe just pick a favorite God story relating to the Hebrew calendar in your own life. Oh yeah, definitely. One pops up automatic, and this is probably the one I tell all the time because it was so cool. So when I was learning about the calendar, there is a, a website called hebrewcalendar.org. And it's um, H-E-B-C-A-L, you know, the abbreviation for Hebrew calendar, H-E-B-C-A-L dot O-R-G. And so what you can do there, they have all the calendars you can print out and all that kind of stuff, but you can type in a specific date and then find out what day it is on, the, on God's calendar. So one of the things I tell people to do is like, look up your birthday. If you were born in January, you know, okay, where is that on God's calendar? So of course, you know, one thing that I did was I want to know my birthday. So when I looked, I, my birthday's at the end of January. And so when I looked up my birthday, I found out that it was in the month of Shabbat. Now my mother, we were just sitting around and I said, I went, yeah, let's, when's your birthday? When's your birthday? You know, we were going around. My mother's birthday is at the beginning of February. And so she's my mother. So she's a lot older, so many years old, older than me, much older. Her birthday at the beginning of February and my birthday at the end of January on God's calendar in two completely different years ended up being on the same day on God's calendar. Day, like to the day. 
to the day. Oh my word. So I was like, wait a minute, am I doing this right? I had to do it like three times, you know? I'm like, wait, so your birthday and my birthday were the same. So basically my mother had me on her birthday. Wow, that's very cool. (laughs) I know, I love it. So I encourage people to look up their birthday and then see what that month entails, you know? Now, how about for somebody else? Has anyone ever shared with you a fresh revelation they've received from the Hebrew calendar and how it's impacted their life? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I get a lot of testimonies over the years from friends, even strangers, you know, that people I don't know, but just through ministry. But one one friend of mine actually, and this is kind of like your story in a way, you're, you're not even realizing what is happening. You don't even know really God even has a calendar or you're not really referring to it when you're making your plans. But a friend of mine, actually, she got married during COVID, her and her husband. How many regular, you know, stipulations there were during COVID for people getting married. And we were living in the South. So there was a lot, a little more freedom down there. A friend of mine, her and her husband picked this date. And then as the time was, was getting closer, they were making all these preparations. They had to do it outside or whatever. So it turns out that their wedding day is on the first day of the month of Elul which happens to be the wedding month on God's calendar. And it happens to be the month where the king is in the field and he sets up a tent and it's a wedding tent. In Hebrew tradition, it's the hoopah and they get married under the hoopah. Anyway, so I let her know that and she was like, oh my gosh, she created a hoopah for her wedding. Part of her ceremony had on the little brochure, you know, that they gave out to the people during the ceremony, one whole side of it explained the Hebrew date of the month. And so it was all there. So it's a ripple effect, you know, because when it happens in your own life, you know, you can be, it's a testimony of the Lord and it's part of your story and people start sharing it with others. Yeah. So that was another cool story. Praise God for that, because she obviously wasn't even planning to do that. And you know how you plan your wedding. (laughs) Yeah. And and sometimes you don't have a choice to say, oh, I want this wedding on a little one. You know, you just have to kind of work with what they give you, you know, and then later you realize, you know, so God's in the details. Yes, he is. And then, and then to testify all those people, all those wedding guests now got to see that. And, and now there's a seed planted. So just out of curiosity, again, do you plan to go on tour or have you felt any nudges from the Holy Spirit to expand your teachings at all anytime in the near future? Are you allowed to talk to me about that? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, I have, I never really like pursue speaking events and ministry time. I I usually, you know, like you, you know, people just kind of come to you, you know, but before COVID, I actually was doing a lot of speaking, a lot of traveling on the subject. And then actually during COVID in 2020, I was like really busy online, you know, where I was like, well, I'm busier now than I ever was, you know, with all these Zoom calls. So I've done a lot of, a lot of ministry online. And, you know, I'm always open to um, wherever God uh, leads different invitations. And then since I was in school, that was my focus for a while. So I'm just open to whatever the Lord has, you know, I just prayerfully consider uh, over any invitation I get. And as he leads, I'll, I'll follow. Well, I would just love if you would do a women's Bible study where we could just dig in this all together. So there's my plug. Okay. All right. <laughs> we can talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> well, Christine, I am confident that many of our listeners today have learned something new thanks to you and your help uncovering God's calendar in our own lives. So we would just be blessed. Would you mind closing our time together by praying over us? 
Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Meredith. Awesome. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for appointing this time, even this podcast on your calendar. It's been on your calendar and and uh, even uh, Meredith, Meredith and I have been appointed to share and the listeners have been appointed to listen. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you've made our mouths, Lord, to speak truth and love. And so I thank you for the ears of the listener that you would reveal truth. And for those who want to learn more, Lord, that you would not hold hold anything back from them, Lord, that, that as they seek you, that they will find you in so many different ways. And so, Lord, we thank you that everything you create, Lord, is to point us to your love for us, how you sent Jesus just to be that bridge to connect us back to you, to the relationship so that we can know you and live an abundant life, Lord. So thank you, God. Thank you for your great love for us. I pray that you just continue to demonstrate your love toward us so that we can trust you more and more because our faith works by knowing we are loved by you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, it's mind-boggling to me that over the years, kings and rulers have changed the original biblical calendar for their own means, yet also not surprising, since scripture tells us this very thing would happen. I just love how God paired Christine's love for art with the chalkboard to teach both young and old how the months, seasons, and festivals of the Hebrew calendar all point to Jesus and His great love for us. Don't forget to check out our show notes so you can find the link to September's chalkboard teaching and discover your birthday on God's calendar. To do this, go to BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. Click on the resources tab and then search for Discovering the Lord's Calendar. Were you surprised by any of the information you learned today? I know I was, and I love sharing new findings with my friends. Would you take a second and do that? Sharing is caring, and by one quick message, you can bring a fresh revelation to someone in your circle. I know they'll be grateful for it. Another way to spread the word of this podcast and the Bible to School ministry is by following Bible to School on our socials. You'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Well, I look forward to meeting with you next week when we'll hear how forming relationships can transform lives. Until then, remember, you can tell the children in your life about God's calendar and that it points to Jesus's great love for them.